0: Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to
1: publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Radio.
2: One, two, one, two, what's going on? This is at Marcus with the CK Dowling, D-O-W-L-I-N-G. And you're tuned into to full-service radio here at the beautiful Line Hotel in wonderful Adams Morgan, Northwest Washington, D.C. And this is the uh, MND FCK podcast, Mindfuck. Uh, and for the purposes of this episode, I am the creative design lead at Decades Nightclub. I am a world-published journalist, and I'm also on the steering committee for the 2019 Whammy Awards and Conference. Uh, can you choose yourself? <laughs>
0: Terrible timing
2: <laughs> No, I have like the worst timing every week It's like it's, it's, it's like the, the <coughs> no, devil of my it's life
0: especially now
2: Okay, I'm with, sorry um,
0: Mercury retrograde, we all know what that is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah My name is Damina Vontana. I'm a pro- professional dominatrix I'm based in Washington, D.C. And in a few weeks I'll be in New York And a few weeks after that I will be in San Francisco and Sacramento
2: Right, and our guest this week Might you be able to introduce yourself?
1: I'd be happy to My name is Jeff Tribble. I am the executive director and chief executive officer of The Musicianship.
2: Yes. So, in regards to the whammies, though?
1: Well... Uh, The Whammies is a 31-year-old music award show that happens here in uh, the District of Columbia to celebrate and honor D.C. area musicians. Um, And after 31 years of it being under the Washington Area Music Association, now it is under the umbrella of the Musicianship, which is uh, a nonprofit organization that facilitates music lessons, experiences, and opportunities for youth who need us most.
2: Amazing. So for the purposes of this episode, I'm a native Washingtonian born and raised uh montana's been in dc for 20 years so and we come from different backgrounds so she's a person that's been to millions of shows and you're also a trained vocalist
0: yeah i'm a preacher's kid so i had my first solo at four and then i (laughs) did classically trained musicianship and vocalship for like for 10 plus years
1: nice i also met pk yeah
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
2: amazing so as far as for me i you know journalist and working with the musicianship as well for uh doing the, the whammies so my first question to you is what is the purpose and what, what is the purpose and necessity for regional area music awards
1: Well, D.C. in particular is really rich with culture. It's really rich with music and musicians and artists. And so they need a platform upon which they can be successful. They need an opportunity to be highlighted. They need... Um, us uh, to sort of build this collective, this collective that allows us to um, sort of raise the profile of DC area musicians, and so what better way to do all of those things other than to honor them and to um, give them an opportunity to receive, um, you know, continuing education through the conference. And so, with that right. in mind, we, we we sort of created what we what we're working on.
2: Right. So I'm a I'm a Grammy member as well. Nice. And the intriguing part for me is. When you look at, say, Grammy, and you look at it as when you become a member, you realize that it's an association.
0: Can anyone become a member?
2: Well, you have to have credits in the industry. So either as a writer or as a okay. singer, producer, engineer, you have to like, be within the industry of music. So for me, the intriguing part was learning that Grammy was like, the Recording Academy was an association of people who worked in music. So it made the awards this like an award that showcased people who work within this association. That's a cool thing. So if you can, so when people look at the Whammy Awards, they go, oh, it's like DC's Grammys. But then I'm like, on a deeper level, this is a point where this truly becomes DC's Grammys in a way with the musicianship stepping in.
1: Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And just a quick shout out to Jerry L. Johnson, the executive yes. director of the Washington, D.C. chapter of the Grammys and the Recording Academy. And so he actually will be one of the speakers at our conference. I think he's actually also going to be presenting a Whammy Award. So oh, wonderful. Um, they're, they're very supportive. Um, there are obviously some real similarities between the Grammys and the Whammy's, not only because they rhyme with one another, but because uh, they are purpose for, you know, honoring musicians. And so. Um, we're hyper focused on local. We think that, um, you know, as a non-membership association, it is very inclusive, and that's something that we, you know, aim to do in this year in particular.
2: Yeah. So I wanted to ask you a question.
0: Oh my! I'm in.
2: Okay, great. So when I told you about the whammies, and, I, and yet you were going. Yes. What was your excitement about going to the whammies?
0: I'm not going to answer honestly.
2: Okay, but no. You're like, no you're like, what was your thinking, though? you
0: know, honestly, in D.C., can I be real? Yeah, no problem. It was That's like a chance here. to get dressed up where you didn't have to necessarily be too serious. Like, it's expressive. It's creative. It's high profile. It's sophisticated. It's hyper local. And I don't think that. I mean, I just felt like I could be... A little more comfortable for an evening. Like, I could really enjoy myself if we were gonna go. Right. And so that affected my whole approach to the thing. I was like, yeah, it's on.
2: Right. Nice. Yeah. And, and, yeah,
0: let's go. Let's do this. Right. Nice. <laughs> and
2: moreover, as a person that goes out to shows and engages in the musical community of Washington, D.C., your thoughts about like realizing that there was like an award show that, like, Showcased all of these artists and local bands and stuff that exist in the area.
0: Well, I'm I'm most interested in the in the way it's changed recently. The fact that it's going to be at decades and there's more than one day and there's more than an award show. Like, I was wondering, you know, the the fellow you mentioned, like, will he be there just Saturday or will he be there Friday and Saturday? Because there's so many more opportunities. And frankly, for me, if I hadn't had the plus one from you, I wouldn't have felt comfortable going. But when there's a couple of days and, like, workshops and choices and it's real casual, it's an easier entry, you know, level of access for me. Like, just as a person who might be curious but might not know anybody who's directly involved. And I would want to learn more about the history of it and how you relate it. I mean, I'm aware of the musical history and legacy of Washington, D.C. specifically because I've lived here for 20 years. But, um, you know, it's a very transient city. Mm-hmm. So that would be very interesting for me, whether or not I understood music or musicianship, the history of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so if you could break down into that because I wanted to make sure to ask you about that. And I was afraid to come from her because we had been talking about it. And I was like, this is going to make for a good point because I'm sure that you get this a lot. Where you have to break down to the layperson, who's not a musical, who's not in the industry of music,
1: mm-hmm.
2: the importance of being a supporter and how to support and showing up for events like these.
1: Yeah, well, you know, if I can, I'll start by sharing how important the Washington Area Music Association over the last thirty-four years has been to the fabric right. of DC area music, um, <clears throat> and despite the fact that it's now under the musicianship, we want to preserve all that is and was good about the award show historically. um, We wanted to infuse our own innovations and make it more diverse and contemporize it and urbanize it and make it more accessible, as you mentioned. Um, And so adding the conference, uh, we feel, helps to achieve all of those different goals. And then also as an educational institution, um, we wanted to put a special emphasis on education and we wanted to provide opportunities for people to, come in and hear from industry peers, industry contemporaries, but also people who they might follow on Instagram, but never, ever have an opportunity to speak to. I mean, Marcus, I first met you right at a panel. Uh, it, it was a digital download event. Yeah. And uh, y- you were moderating a panel. And I just walked up to you and I said, hey, you know, it's very nice to meet you. I'm right. a fan of your work. Um, and so that's the sort of um, barrier breaking and accessibility that we want to provide through Emmy Weekend, right? Um, and, and the award show, um, to your point, is is maybe slightly different, but hopefully, um, uh, you
0: can do one or both, yeah. or you know,
1: yeah, it, it, that's exactly. You what can I was,
0: still be involved if you don't feel like going to an award
1: show. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah, right.
2: So my my thought then was to ask also about the leveling up of the D.C. metropolitan area. I feel like that's something that's occurred. I was telling someone recently that like things that happened in like 1s and 2s 10 and 20 years ago for local artists now happen in like 5s and 10s. So you have like not like 1 or 2 artists traveling worldwide and doing big global tours. You have like 5s and 10s now. Like yeah. at least 5 or 10 lo- like locally based artists are doing things like worldwide. I was just looking at Instagram and April and Vista are in Sweden Crazy. for the next like 10 days. And Crazy. I'm like Insane, yeah. And then on top of that, there's like they just had Judah Fool here at here in a uh, full service radio, mm-hmm. and he's signed to Rock Nation. Yep. And Wale's is a thriving independent artist in L. A. And we had Aaron Abernathy on. Nice. Like, he's
0: headed to Europe for two weeks.
2: Yeah, awesome. I mean, and these with are, Black Milk, exactly doing um the uh, Nat Turner thing.
1: Yep, yep, and Aaron, Aaron has actually worked in some of our educational programs too. He did a master class for 100 kids with or, the Nat Turner bands.
2: Yeah, so like those are five artists that are like from here that literally physically live in our community who are like glo- doing global massive things. So I look at then something like the Whammies and there's a Whammy conference now and what the musicianship has shown front-facing is that it's a very professional organization in a way that typically not to disparage anybody or anything but there's a level of like corporate professionalism that is in a presentation that hasn't been in dc in quite some time and i wanted to speak to doing that and also like leveling up the presentation of the area because the artists are already doing a lot of that work so then like following behind that with this thing that like ramps that up as well
1: yeah well uh, thanks for sharing those kind words i mean hopefully, as a result of people attending the conference, they can sort of learn things about branding um, and business infrastructure right. and things that we work sort of really hard at to create this presentation, if even on the back end, things are a little messy <laughs> yeah. at times. And I mean, well, you're on the steering committee. You know yeah. we have tough conversations. Of course. We know we have very difficult decisions to make and everything isn't perfect, but um, it is about branding. It is about infrastructure. It is about having... Um, A quality team who's passionate about the work, who's capable of um, taking on this mammoth of a lift. And, uh, you know, again, hopefully by attending the conference, we can get other artists and institutions to kind of level up in the same way. Um, right. Yeah.
0: So, what's the schedule for the conference, and what is it like? Workshop style, or performance, and you know, demo- demos, works. or so, you know, you like, hit, you the answer all is all yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. How do you sign up? Could you pick your classes? Do I have to register in advance? Or you know,
1: okay. so you can we'll go out to them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. So you <laughs> can go to whammiesdc dot org. Um, click on Whammy Weekend two thousand nineteen, and you'll see some of the panelists of the 60 plus panelists and speakers who have been confirmed. Uh, you can also see the schedule for the day. And so, what we've done is run out all four floors of Decades. Yes. We have panels going on from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on three of the four floors. And on the fourth floor, we have um, performances going on all day on the long. On rooftop of Decades. Oh. So, it puts I you in a position it. where you have to make some tough choices. Sounds um, like it. But, but hopefully, it incentivizes you to come back next year mm-hmm. um, to maybe hear from some folks that you didn't get to hear from or choose. Different track. I mean, we we'd like to think that we have three different tracks. Um, you know, I think it's uh, music impact, music media, and music performance. And so the idea is that if you're into music media, you might learn maybe about a podcasting lounge. We have um, Adam Levin from Chuck Levin's Music Store. Uh, they're they're sponsoring I adore that.
0: Adore them.
1: Yeah, they're, they're fantastic. <laughs> yes, they're they're exactly. one of our biggest sponsors. Adam's a fellow Georgetown yeah. Day alum, so hey, I love that about Okay, okay. Um,
0: Always worth the drive to pay them a visit.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> there's no question. Shout out to Adam and the team over there. Um, but you know, we, there, there are panels ranging from music impact to music education. We've got folks from Washington Performing Arts, the Kennedy Center. Y- you know, these 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 are institutions that dwarf the musicianship size in terms of their brand recognition in terms of their budget and so these are really really highly qualified people from whom you know you can glean a lot of good information if you, should, if you choose I'll, to attend i'll
2: pass along a funny story so i'm doing a panel at at the uh the wames conference I'm doing one about the uh the death of print media
0: upcoming yeah this this, this first this. time annual inaugural okay. yeah
2: so i'm doing this panel. you
0: do a lot of panels that's all i'm saying <laughs> like let's I clarify do. i do
2: i do so he does. for this yeah. panel in particular the coolest part about doing the panel was when i made the ask and because it's the whammies and i'm like and i'm and i'm native washingtonian so i know the whammies are like in my mind like the single most important awards that exist in the city that are like city-based city driven so I was like, and then I met you, and I was like, okay, and I knew you before you did, like before the musicianship took over the Whammies, and then I was like, wait, so Jeff and the team are taking over the Whammies? The, wh- the Whammies! And then I'm like, okay, so I have to like really pull out, like, and this is like not casting a spurs any other panel I do, but like when they asked me to put together the panel, I have like the A ask, I have like the B ask, I have
1: like the C ask. <laughs>
2: And usually I'm like, because like most people are really, really busy. So I'm like, I'll like everything you'll typically see from me is like an A with like three solid Bs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, these are all, and it's usually all good people who could talk, who like I'll talk to like a lot just in passing. And, I, and I'm like, okay, this is a great opportunity to put you on a, a giant dais so you can speak to people. Yeah. And they go, oh great, thanks. But when I'm like, okay, I'm doing this for like the whammies. Kind I just had this. They, 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 I can't have a slouch on this whole panel. Like, like everybody has to <laughs> be, gotta be a heavy listener, hitters. Like all heavy hitters. <laughs> so, give me an example. Like, RG Fix Schaefer is the public relations person for IMP. IMP owns Meriwether Post Pavilion. The I'm familiar Club. with their ads. Right. I'm just making sure that people know. Yeah. Like IMP, Day. Meriwether Post Pavilion, the 9:30 Club, the Anthem, uh, Jam and Java, like U Street Music Hall. They have Big a deal. Yeah. So. I never ask Audrey for anything, ever, because I know she's going to say no. <laughs> like, I know this. Like, I know going in, because it's like, you have that kind of connection. You're like, hey, friend, I need you to do a thing. And it was like, okay, so this is the Whammy's. So I'm going to ask her and say, hey, Audrey, I'm doing a panel for the Whammy's conference. Or usually uh, an email to her, will get, I'll get back in like six days. Okay. 30 minutes later, she's like, Yes. Nice. <laughs> and I was like,
1: And I was like... I love it. I was like, oh,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Because I paused for a second. I was like...
1: <laughs> she actually said
2: yes. She, she said yes immediately. That's and awesome. then after that, I was like, okay. So then I reached out to Mikel Clark, yep. who had just put out a book. Yep, and I was boy. like, oh. What's
0: the name of the book?
2: Uh, Keep It 100. He's a uh, social media... Expert mm-hmm. um, blowing up all over Twitter. Like, yep. Twitter's his platform of choice. He has like 35,000, 40,000 followers. Quite a
1: few on Instagram, also. And yeah, he's blown up on Insta, wow. too. Yeah. We, were, done, we were both just in South by Southwest. Yeah, he's down there, together, right. Yeah.
2: So I reached out to Mikel and I said, Mikel, I'm doing the Whammies conference. And 30 seconds later, Mikel's like, Of course. And I was like, All right, this is cool. So then, like, my whole panel became like, all right, this is all A-list people. I can make these ass now because the Whammy's are at this place of significance for everyone. Which, because I don't talk to people, largely. Like, Mm -hmm. I talk to, like, five, six people a week, every day. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what people are feeling or what they're, like, thinking. But in this case, they were like, yes, absolutely. Whammy's are reported. It's an A-list thing. So So when is your panel? My panel is at 3 o'clock.
0: Friday or Saturday Saturday Saturday
1: Saturday all yeah. panels and presentations are on Saturday I can't tell you the time
2: yeah I think it's at 3 I'll, I'll, I trust I you're remember deadline. correctly yeah okay. yeah and uh, it'll be on the, the, the hip hop floor and it's it's an incredible group of people I have people what's
0: from, the name of your panel i say what? it's the
2: death of print media in, oh. uh, in, in digital culture so you have uh, Mikkel and you have uh, Alicia from Songbird yes Artific Schaefer nice uh, Stephanie Williams from the Washington Post Express nice uh, and Do um,
1: you have an A-list panel, Marcus? Yeah, no like, That's what I said like, <laughs> I was like, I'm like i
2: I'm like, this is going to be great I, I'm I like, can't I have wait. to make the asks So and much fun We're going to ask hard questions And get real answers so it'll be a lot of fun Um it. Yeah, so Aside from that You just went to Austin Yes And you just went to Austin Yes So You both have History of D.C. So this is the thing That I noticed When I went to Austin Austin's like one of America's greatest music cities hmm but one of the fascinating parts for me is when you go down from DC and you see where Austin is at, and you do the comparison in your mind of like where DC is as compared to a place like Austin. Did you have that moment when you were down there, like looking at like the community? Did you get a similar kind of feel? Do
1: you mean like infrastructurally, infrastructurally,
2: or like, and also just people on the street, that kind of thing too?
1: Yeah, but you know, uh, I think. So I'm, I'm from Chicago, okay. um, you know, a major metropolitan city, nice. third largest city, That's my favorite city. In, the, right. in the country. and so Second
0: only to Tokyo is Chicago. <laughs> nice. Oh, fancy. <laughs> no, I'm a Midwest girl, but yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, I actually thought that about D.C. when I came here. Like I was just like, oh, it's such a small city. <laughs> um, and, and comparatively it is. Right. right. So it, it's, it's sort of that way. Sometimes when I go to the south. Um, you know, you just have these big major metropolitan cities that we're pri- privileged to, to take advantage of every single day as DC residents. And so when you go to um, a city like Austin, yeah, there is a little kind of culture shock um, in terms of infrastructure or, or people or whatever the case may be. But it's like you said, awesome city, great right. people, um, and churns out a lot of good music and food, Yeah, I might add.
2: But I definitely want to ask you, like, if you felt that thing of like, okay, these people are like engaged in the same way that like people in D.C. are engaged about going to live shows and engaging with like live music. Totally. Totally. Yeah.
0: Well, people want a reason to get out of the house and connect, right? It is the digital age. Mm -hmm. And a nice and easy and entertaining and, you know, affordable, like let's say like, you know what I'm saying? Like local shows, like very locally centric. 35 for a ticket instead of 300.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) How Mm
0: -hmm. about that? Yep. So it makes it happening. Right.
2: And because when I go on like 6th Street and I look at like a place like U Street right now, I get that similar kind of vibe where it's like when you go on 6th Street in Austin, you were just down there. Yeah. Where it's like at a certain time of the night, every venue has a thing that's happening and it feels like the greatest thing you've ever seen. Or it could potentially be like the greatest thing you've ever seen.
0: I honestly think it might be a little bit more like Vegas than it is like D.C. experientially. Because okay. hmm. it's got the advantage of the weather. Like after hopping down there in January, it's it might have supplanted Miami as my favorite like warm winter destination. Like I've done Miami. I think I'm going to start doing Austin. But that's also because I'm a country girl. And like what I see is a lot of fakery when I go down there. Like it's so easy to buy a pair of cowboy boots. But because of the weather and that advantage, there's a lot of pavilion-style performance spaces Mm -hmm. like Vegas. Mm -hmm. So that idea of just, like, wandering down the street, stepping in, grabbing a drink and keeping on moving, I mean, it was evidenced by the number of scooters and number of drunk people on scooters and horses and carriages and, like, streets that were just shut down and only for walking. And I was like, yep, I can get down with this. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Sent a barbecue in the air, like, local drafts, I mean, local microbrews. It's... It's a nice, chill time. And that's what I liked about Miami is it was the antithesis of D.C., right? DC's all buttoned up and Miami Sorry. is the opposite. And Austin is like a different version of the antithesis of D.C., but for me in particular, it feels a little bit more like home without traveling two-thirds of the way across the country.
2: Right. So how do we get some of that here? I guess that's my best question.
0: <clears throat> you can't. You can't. It's different. They have a bigger tech sector. They have that gigantic you university. So? Like, we have the government. I honestly feel like the change in music is a reflection of the change in politics for D.C. in particular. Congress is starting to look different. It's starting to be okay to have a differing opinion in a important place. And I feel like most things that happen in D.C. are a reflection of that because art, especially in D.C., is about that state of mind. and what's. I mean, you can't escape it in this city, is what I'm saying. Like, a little bit of that is going to make it into everything that we do. So I know things are terrible on one layer right now for some of us. That's our opinion. I share that opinion. But I also feel like, as we decided to make this podcast, community, creativity, like, I'm not giving them any more energy. I just want to make art. I just want to hang out with beautiful people. I just want to do things that matter to me. And when the next shift comes, like we'll have a portfolio and we'll be ready for this shit because we will have demonstrated through community and creativity what it's all really about. Right. Like, that's my utopia dream right now because
2: I've
0: been here a long time and what else we
2: got? Right. Uh, I got art. At the end of the day we got art. Your thoughts on the same subject?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, part of where I was going with the whole, like, infrastructure and people being different thing is that, like, DC people are involved in like so many other things I think um and it does like in some ways just allow you to kind of proverbially let your hair down and engage in the art in like a a really eclectic and organic and carefree way uh whereas in Austin like you feel that like it might be like less developed in some ways but in other parts it is not like it it is it is a vibe honestly and the culture there um, is just so rich. Um, right. And, I, you know, I, I, think, I think we do have, like, the makings of that in D.C. also. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's
0: Austin's very young. Like, how big is that university? One of the biggest in the world? No, yeah. for sure.
2: My thought, the same thing. Yeah. Similarly, to, it's, I think it's somewhere right between here. <laughs> of course. And it's another reason why I'm so passionate about whammies. So, like, every 10 years in D.C., culture shifts radically. So from like 98 to 08, from 08 to like 2018, things shift radically. Like I came in as a journalist in 08, when it was like the boom of like the first wave hipsters that swept in and changed music and music was radically devalued. The digital age became incredibly important and you had DJs everywhere and EDM prospering and underground hip hop non-mainstream hip-hop prospering and flowering and that became part of what dc was you know we had wale we had Moomatone, we had the whole thing and that begat a culture of kids who a lot of those hipster kids all come from like the punk rock era so now we're like two generations removed from punk and these kids don't really have that sort of like Backbone there, that like, because like punk was like so strong. This hipster thing was not as strong, it was creative, but it wasn't strong. These kids now have this vast creativity because the internet's like very much part of their lives, mm-hmm. and there's no real structural foundation for them to like take their roots and plant them and let them grow up like along something so that they could see where this develops and progresses. So you have something like the whammies that comes along that says, hey, okay, here is where you can grow this vine. It's a strong structural foundation that there's awards and there's professional development and there's all these tracks. And we're actually identifying all of the people that are here who can actually help you along Mm -hmm. and develop these processes. So if there's anything that I feel like this particular edition, 31st, you know, annual whammies are significant for is that you're actually we're actually identifying all the people that are the next wave of the legacy. Well, like what's... pointing at them and saying and putting them on, a, on a, you know, a pedestal and saying, that's a person, that's a person, that's a person, that's a person, that's a person. And there are a ton of people.
1: It's crazy. And, and to carry that analogy of a vine even further, um, and we might not see the results of this vine in, for the next 15 or 20 years, but right. you know one of the reasons it made sense for the musicianship to acquire this organization is because we're all about youth. you know this year serving 1,600 young people through after school programs, through summer programs, through master class programs. We also have programs in Paris and, and South Africa. And so um, to be able to start a pipeline that begins with music education, Um, in elementary school programs middle school programs and sort of guides students all the way up and through adulthood and gives them these professional development and continuing education opportunities all the way up through to the point where you're talking about I mean ideally they're going to be they're going to be the people on those panels right they're going to be the people winning these awards Um, so you know just sort of reimagining that pipeline was something that we were really um, excited to kind of talk about
2: yeah because it's even, it's crazy to me
0: Well education yeah. is the best medicine I always say that No matter what the situation is If you infuse it with a little education Like formal, informal I don't really care Just like knowledge Yeah And maybe a little opportunity Right yeah. The situation always improves Yep More than it would have Under just about any other situation You know circumstance So um, uh, I'm so glad that that's part of the whammies now And how old is um, the musicianship?
1: We'll be 10 in October
0: Oh Wow that's fantastic.
1: Yep, coming up on our tenth year anniversary. Okay, it's exciting.
2: Because <laughs> it's, it's fascinating to me because, like I said, like DC has all of these traditions. Like there's like a go go tradition, there's a punk tradition, and there's this bluegrass tradition. But there's this like piece where we never really like put the thing up and like showcased it. Yep. And there's like a little gap in there. And now it's like we get the chance to like swing back and grab all of that and put it back up there. And the population is switched too. So like the people that were in D.C. aren't here anymore. You have a brand new population of people that are here. So being able to like show them that I feel like is super educational because there's a bunch of people here who are going to be here for a long extended period of time who literally don't know. Mm-hmm. And events like these give them the chance to say, okay, in one fell swoop, I'm gonna be a native, I'm gonna be a Washington resident for the next 25 years. Who do I need to know, what do I need to know, why is it important? And it's like, oh, it's right there. It's like, oh, well, well, damn, that's a lot of stuff. And it's like, yeah, well, pick through, find something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, another question I want to ask everybody, you two, both of you, Hmm. because you're here. um, Who do you like musically right now in the city? Like, if you're listening to stuff and it has to be D.C.-based, like, who are you feeling? I mean, you've been dealing with local music now for, like, in a real, real significant way.
1: Yeah, I have, especially with, and I don't know to what extent, if at all, we'll kind of get into this, but especially with our recent acquisition of the D.C. Funk Parade, um, a day on which we engage, you know, 200-plus artists to entertain 70,000 people, in the u Street neighborhood, right? Um What
0: time of year is this?
1: May 11th.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. Back okay. to back. Back to back. No, it's nice. a, it's amazing. So it's like crazy I, time. I, I,
2: it's funny because that Never was my, feel
0: like you missed an entire movement. I just had that moment. No, that was my
2: that was that was, how, that was my next how question. My job. It's crazy. Like you like can I question?
0: answer this question after that event yeah, in May?
2: Of course. Can we come back? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, right. No, of course. I mean, that's <laughs> obvious. We'll probably be back in fourth grade. So I guess then the, the best question would be, what what artist has like, caught your ear un, like, unsuspectingly? S- say that one more time. Which artist has caught your ear unsuspectingly?
1: Honestly, um, there are so many. Um, this award show process, from being a judge to, you know, looking down the list of nominees to the the steering committee and judges coming up with finalists has been such an education for me because it's put me onto a lot of different artists and a variety of different genres, which I wouldn't have otherwise listened to, right? Right, Um, exactly. And so for fear of kind of leaving, you know, Whammy Award finalists and, and the like, uh off i'll just kind of delve outside of that space yeah no no, and talk uh, and talk a little bit about um so i really like actually one of my friends shout out to mickey um i like panama uh i've liked yeah uh, you know music that i've heard from her she's in the r&b space um i have liked um actually an artist that we took down to austin for south by southwest cautious clay um Gosh, clay. he's really really fantastic and really you multi-gifted like, i mean yeah, you just
2: did like a national tour right yeah yeah, opening yeah. for who he was opening for uh
1: i don't know but he, he yeah. also um so, I mean, he performed have. with miguel i mean he, he i think he did more south by southwest shows than like anybody else um yeah you know um but he you know from him playing the saxophone to the Flute and then coming out and killing it and singing with his band. Um, he's just really a, a crowd pleaser. So those those are two that I've yeah. really in, enjoyed and have kind of been put on to within the last couple of years.
2: Right. Another related funny story. So Kingpin Slim, rapper from D.C. He's been a rapper from D.C. for like 15 years. I hit up Slim and said, "Hey man, the whammies are back." He's like, "The whammies are back?" <laughs> but I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, "I'm like, well, who's?" doing it and i explained who was doing it and then i got an email from him of like 25 releases because he's like Whoa, yo if you're doing this you have to do it like you have to like actually show that you're doing the work Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh i mean of course we were he's like no like you have to really like show people because he's like y'all y'all like you have the right people doing it and i'm like yeah, and it's funny because every time I have that conversation with somebody else. So in the last like three or four months, every time I have a conversation with somebody, they tell me about other artists to nominate. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
2: It's a fascinating phenomenon. Yep. Like everybody wants to have everybody represent properly. Yep. On the artistic side, I don't know if you've had the same thing happen. Yep. But like, like I hit up Dinmate, I hit up Jules, and mm-hmm. I was like, Jules, we're doing the whammies. Shut she's up like,
1: the Denmate, they're performing.
2: Omg. Here's ten people who are dope. And I'm like, well, they can't all be nominated. She's like, well, they should be. And I'm like, okay, well, I appreciate your like, you know, your your excitement. She's like, no, everybody's really good. Yeah. Like she's like, the whole city's really good. And I'm like, okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, what's interesting? I had a uh, um, a newspaper interview a couple days ago, in fact, and the person who was interviewing me um, asked about certain artists who did not end up being finalists and one of the things that we one of the more and you know this Marcus but for the listeners um, one of the tougher decisions that we had to make this year was to sort of come up with our own rubric for how we were going to judge artists for how they were going to become eligible because we're not a membership association like Mm -hmm. WAMA had been historically and so we had to build a cadre of 60-plus judges. I remember
0: rubrics well for musical adjudication. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So you have Likert scales for judges. Uh, We're talking about 60-plus judges who are professors, who are music journalists, who are DJs. Uh, Some of them are artists themselves. Um, We also scaled back the scope of when one can be eligible in terms of their particular release date. I think historically, you could have released a music project uh, kind of like any time, and so we right. sort of um, scaled it back to um, people needing to have released a project in two thousand and eighteen and so like one of the things that that does is it it incentivizes people to continue to release music i mean we we need more music. I think no one would disagree with that. Um, and, um, and it also gives an opportunity for different people to be recognized and honored year in and year out versus having the same band or artist win an award for the last five years for something that they haven't put out um, you know, within the last five years. So we, we had a lot of, of, of tough choices to make, um, but hopefully uh, we come out on the better, the better end of things as a result of them.
0: So can I hop in here quick? Of course. I got some questions about the educational programs.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: So is it in school or after school?
1: So we have after school programs. Um, The only thing that we do during school um, is our master class program. We have a partnership with Hard Rock Cafe um, and the French Embassy. um, And we bring out 100 students to each master class. It's like a field trip during the morning time. And we have local artists and musicians come out. And do a one and a half hour sort of um, music uh, experience for them. It's, it's real, super interactive, super educational, super cool.
0: So the rock and roll hotel is a little obvious. Like why that'd be a great venue? What is it about the French Embassy? Yeah. They're just supportive of the program, or there's some sort of something else, like.
1: So we actually do a masterclass exchange program also, um, through which we send DC artists to different countries around the world. This year, we sent artists to, well, a few weeks ago, we went to Pretoria, South Africa, Johannesburg, South Africa, and then um, in September, we're going to Paris, France. And so... um, we did our gala at the French Embassy last year in anticipation of doing programs in Paris this year. And so they said, oh, well, we'd like to come and host a master class also. And so when the Parisian artist comes to D.C. Uh, to serve kids here, uh, we we're going to do it at the French Embassy.
0: Nice. So the artists that you host overseas from mm-hmm. D.C., how do you locate them? Are they part of the educational programs or are they like, would they be a nominee?
1: No, no. Um, the nominees for the Whammy Awards are just... DC completely area a, musicians. Just awards. Okay, so it's yep.
0: drawn from your student pool. Mm-hmm. These the musicians that travel that you're talking about.
1: So um, we the artists that we bring over from these different countries, we found find out about in different ways. Oh, um, so
0: are they coming over and being hosted? Or are you sending musicians to those other countries to perform?
1: So we're sending D.C. musicians, and sorry if I haven't been clear, we're sending (laughs) D.C. musicians to different countries to perform and provide educational experiences for children. And then we bring Parisian artists and musicians to provide educational opportunities for kids here. Right.
0: And the ones Mm -hmm. who are coming over may be more instructors. And who's performing overseas? Who are you sending overseas? Is it, is it the students that you're working with? They get to go perform overseas or someone else?
1: That'd be super cool. No. <laughs> so, so, so we send artists, um, some of whom are Whammy Award performers and nominees. Uh, so we um, a- actually this year we sent Carolyn Malachi and DJ Heat to South Africa. Wow. Um, Carolyn is a, is a Grammy-nominated artist. DJ Heat is, in addition to the DJ for um, Carolyn Malachi, the DJ for Maya and the Washington Wizards and the Washington Mystics. Um, last Shout sh- out to Heat. I love Heat. Yeah, <laughs> she's super cool. Shout <laughs> out to okay. Nicole.
2: Nicole's good people. All
0: right, yeah. so there's a lot of layers here, it looks mm-hmm. like, and a lot of overlap. Which It's amazing. That's a very thriving organization. So as far as the educational programs after school, what are the kids doing And um what grades are they in, and what are they, you know, what are they studying?
1: So we have elementary, middle, and high school programs. So, so K through
0: K twelve.
1: Through, K through K through twelve. Fantastic. Um, instrumental and vocal music, and so our oh, instrumental right. music programs are mostly centered around brass, woodwind, and percussion, mm-hmm. uh, because during the summer we have a marching band program. Um, yes. where we have students from all over the city who come and play with us. I'm a marching another. band
0: alum, proud marching me band too. alum. Me too, me <laughs> nice. too. I, I was
1: the section leader of Howard's Drumline for three of my four years. actually oh got a music scholarship. That's wow. why I came to D.C., actually. You guys, um, that's, so, <laughs> that's yeah. about
0: as... Yeah. Wow. Marcus, your A-list continues.
2: <laughs> okay. He's, a, he's a <laughs> in my neighborhood, so... All right. um, so, like, as far as... If you were a fan of music in DC right now, what would you suggest to people as a reason to engage with the musical community in the city right now?
1: The music is awesome. Outside of that?
2: Yeah, outside of that. I mean, that's, that <laughs> I mean, like, I just, there's a, because I think the biggest thing is that there's like 175 things to do in Washington, DC right now that are dope. Yeah. Like, there's not a lack of dope things to do in the city. Like, the food is dope the the sports are dope like the you know like the gym is dope like it, everything is like on a different level like hanging out in the hotel like lobby is even amazing mm-hmm. so like why would you go to a musical event
1: well you know, I'm a little biased as a musician myself. That's what I want. I think we're about <laughs>
0: to have the same answer. That's
1: yeah. what I want.
2: I'm glad
0: you went first.
2: That's what
1: I want.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: I mean, All right. The
0: Creatures li- kids are in. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, I mean You're live
1: live performance is awesome. Um, it's for me something that is above and beyond an experience that's purely recreational. Um, there's something like super spiritual about music for me. Um, and that's why I say I think I'm being biased but I, you know I, I just love hearing live music especially when it's good <laughs> primarily when it's good um, and we've just got so much of that and I think that the more people can take advantage of um, just this very robust and rich ecosystem Of music that DC has to offer, uh, the better off they'll be. I I know that's a super canned answer, but that's what it is for me.
0: Um, For me, it's not this similar at all. First of all, it is spiritual. Second of all, um, I got some theories and some observations that basically make my answer for me. One thing I've observed, and I've said this to you, Marcus, several times over the past couple of weeks since I, as you said. Finally, welcome home (laughs) to DC. I've been doing a bit of traveling, but like it's been about five years since I've lived full time in DC proper. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing a lot of observing, and it's really quiet in the city right now after a certain hour in most neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Okay? So it's easy to get a good seat, guys right? Just make sure you tip well. If not as many people are going out, you know, you have the opportunity for good service because people are available to wait on you. Mm-hmm. It's never been easier to get around with Lyft and Uber and these annoying as fuck little scooters, but like in the bike shares and, and, you know, the walkability of the city with all the streets that have been re- remade. And I mean, we keep trying at Metro. It's there, you know, If you get if you get there before midnight. And The search for the sacred is something that I think is real right now. And if you're not into sports and you aren't interested in any extra conflict because the atmosphere is so full of conflict right now, Mm. attending a live performance is a really nice alternative. Right. And the other thing I keep saying to you is I believe... Because I want to and because I think I see this. It's some sort of dance revolution hmm. that's going to happen right now. Every time people dance, everybody else just stops what they're doing and they observe because dancing has got to be the one of the, the most active and least threatening activities there is. Hmm. So with all this energy we're all living in right now, it's a great way to release without being instigating anything, intentionally or otherwise. But it's just as passionate. And um, I think that, what well, we say all the time, I go to church. Like, at a good show, as a musician, you know how you can tell within three bars oh what gosh. you're in for? Oh sometimes gosh. less than that. And I swear, when I'm three bars in and I know I'm about to get the good stuff, mm-hmm. like, the spirit hits me and it's on. Yes. I am so... Yes. grateful yes. for a good strong performance Yes. like I will talk to my friends I will buy your merch I will tell Marcus we have to have you on the podcast mm-hmm. this happens all um, the time. I've been <laughs> <laughs> and everything I've it. learned and that's why I couldn't answer your question earlier about who would I be interested right. in because I'm embarrassed because I'm like back I'm in a game now that I am working with you and I'm learning all of these things. You introduced me to Cupcake. You introduced me to Ab. And then I've been bumping around with these punk kids. So now I've learned about war on women and the muckrakers. And like, I'm an air sign. There's no rationality in the world right now. I have no idea what's going on. I'm just here for this. And there's a lot of freaking fantastic music out there Absolutely.
1: right now. Yeah. Absolutely. It's
0: I believe it's responsive. Right. So,
1: mm.
0: you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. If we're artists, it better be yep. it's 2019.
1: Yeah. I'm
2: with mm-hmm. you there. Yeah. Yeah. So, in order to close out, because we have to close out, amazingly enough, it's been a fast conversation. <laughs> um, I'm going to dare everybody who's listening to this podcast to listen to go to whammysdc.org. Whammy's website. Uh, either get a ticket for the day conference on Saturday or Come to the actual gala awards event at the Lincoln Theater in beautiful downtown Washington, D.C., on U Street, Northwest. It's
0: gonna be my first time inside that theater. I cannot wait. Gorgeous venue. Yeah.
2: So I will tell you to look on the site and to find an artist. And the thing that happens in D.C. so often now is that people think that things happen, like I said, you know, in ones and used to happen in ones and twos, now it happens in fives and tens. People think there's like three concerts that are happening anywhere. Find an artist on that site and note that they're playing three to five nights a week. It's about the average for like a traveling playing artist in D.C. So like Aaron Myers, for instance, I love Aaron. You could see him at like Mr. Smith's where Roberta Flack Mm -hmm. cut her teeth as a musician. You could see him at Capital Fringe doing a thing. Or you could see him even possibly at like, you know, Kennedy Center at like the Millennium Stage. Mm -hmm. That's all in one week and that's just one artist and those are three separate unique venues um music in the city right now the artists are i would say as good as they've ever been um on the same level as artists when they were in the city in the 70s and early 80s like that level of like donny hathaway and roberta flack and gil scott heron all in the city at the same time that kind of thing at the same time as globally traveled artists who are you know like you know like Rock and roll artists are naturally just coming to the city. And you have like punk and hardcore artists that are starting to come up and make their waves. At the same time. It's a confluence. It's a beautiful time. Uh, WhammyDC.org again. And come out, support. I think that music is the most important piece of where DC is going. As far as a thing that's a great showcase of everything that makes DC unique, special, and exciting in this era. So... I think I can't make a harder sell than that.
1: Hear, hear. Yeah, so
2: what what are you doing? What do you have coming up?
0: I'm going to the Whammies on Saturday.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Cool, um, and you give a hard sell real fast. Yes. Where can people find out more information just inside of uh, WhammiesDC.org?
1: So you can go to WhammiesDC on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. As Marcus mentioned, WhammiesDC.org. Purchase a ticket to the conference, to the award show, or both. Um, we'd love to see you there it's going to be a really fantastic time and uh, hope to meet as many of you as is humanly possible
2: absolutely so we close our show with someone who's going to be at the day conference on Saturday a gentleman by the name of Aaron Abernathy he has a song called Generation it's right on time with what we talk about on this podcast and it's closed. so have a good day and a better tomorrow
0: Ciao
1: fellas And yes we the people We're LGBT
2: community, black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American let's come together and
1: say the nation my mind.
2: Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on FullServiceRadio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher. And our DJ sets are available on Mixcloud.com slash Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at fullservicerdo. On Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening. LGBT community, black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, please recognize what we face in my mind.